Absolutely. So one of the other ways of, of uh, uh, other than a REIT, another way to, to try and get into real estate investing is house hacking. So house hacking is a very interesting deal. And basically it consists of, there are two different ways of house hacking. One is if you have some money, you put it your down payment and you buy a one to four unit uh, multifamily property. Now, the reason you limit it to four units is because up to four units, it's still not considered commercial. It's still considered residential. So you can still qualify for low down payment Fannie Mae loans, right? You can put up three and a half, five percent down payment, buy yourself a four unit property. You live in one unit and you rent out the other three. So you're basically not paying a mortgage and you're, you're receiving rent. Um, I'm sorry, you're not paying a, you're not paying rent for yourself. So when you have a single family home, you're paying a mortgage, which is the only way that you're increasing wealth is the appreciation in the house. In a four unit, uh, property, you're paying, you're not paying rent for yourself. Uh, but the other three tenants are basically covering your, your mortgage. And so you, you buy that, you live in it for a few years. And then you sell it and you upgrade to maybe a six unit. Then you upgrade to an eight unit or a 12 unit. So that's one way of doing it. Now, the other way of house hacking is um, uh, Fannie Mae uh, will give you owner-occupied interest rates, which are lower than investment-grade interest rates, right? So if you're going to live in a single-family house, um, you get you get... Uh, preferential treatment on your interest rates, right? So you can actually buy a house, get a preferential treatment for an interest rate at a preferential down payment, 5% down, live in it for two years, and then rent that one out, go buy yourself another house. Now, Fannie Mae's uh, qualifications for that requirements for that are that you have to live in that house for two years. So when you sign your mortgage deeds, your mortgage documents, uh, you're going to sign a piece of paper that says, I'm going to occupy this house and I'm going to occupy it for two years. But after two years, you can get the same deal again. And guess what? That interest rate that you had on the original house stays the same. It's, it's the same for 30 years. So no matter how many properties you buy, as long as there's two years between them, you can continue to keep that same low interest rate on the very first one. Right. You'll get the preferential owner-occupied interest rate. You'll get the preferential owner-occupied down payment. And you can have, in 10 years, you can have five houses. But again, it's not get rich quick, right? It's 10 years. And you have to occupy the house. And you have to occupy the house. You have to move every two years. But again, it's a strategy if you're going to buy a house anyway and you want to get into real estate and you want to build your wealth, this is a great way to do it. It is a it is a viable strategy. Now the downfall are are the if you decided that maybe you just wanted an investment house, uh, then you just go get um, higher interest rates. Right. So that's the next part of the strategy is if you have a little bit more money and you don't want to move every two years and you don't want a house hack, um, then you can think about flipping houses. So when you go to flip a house. 
a lot more is involved, right? You can, uh, you need to be able to identify the house. You need to be able to identify its market value, what the repair costs are going to be. Who's going to do the repairs? Um, What is it going to be worth afterwards? Are you going to have enough margin to be able to flip it and make some money on it? Um, Those are all these things that require some time and effort. But if you have some money to start off with, you can go and buy a house. And, you know, lots of, I did a lot of that where we would buy houses from wholesalers, right? And our rule was, our calculation that we would use is we would look at the HAR, uh, the Houston Association of Realtors or whatever your MLS is. You'd look at those houses in the area. Uh, you'd get a house from a wholesaler. Uh, you'd, you'd compare it to the houses in the area, look at the pictures, see what the finishes are. Are they granite? Are they uh, wood floors? Are they carpet? Uh, what kind of, uh, appliances? Are they just regular black appliances or all upgraded stainless steel appliances? Because when you go to flip, when you go to sell that house, in order to get the price that the other comparable houses are getting, your house has to be similar. So, you know, we would look at that. And then we would uh, uh, we would go ahead and make an assessment of what it's going to cost to repair the house. And the rule was uh, take the after repair value. So what is the house going to sell for? Uh, subtract thirty percent, twenty five percent margins depending on on the time, uh, depending on the market, and then subtract your construction costs, and that's what you pay for the house. So those are those are all pretty much entry level moves into the real estate world. Um, what do you think the next step beyond house hacking, beyond flipping houses, um, what do you think the next step is? So another strategy that people could get into is buying houses and just renting them out. Um, but again, since you're not occupying it as an owner, you will pay larger down payments. Uh, usually banks want 20% down. And then you will pay higher interest rates. So you will pay a commercial interest rate. And there's a limit to how many houses they'll let you finance, right? Right. Fannie Mae, so under Fannie Mae, you can only do 10. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't do more houses. You just have to go and get uh, commercial interest uh, loans that are not backed by Fannie Mae from the banks. Um, and, you know, people, there are, there are groups out there. And that's the other thing, right? You know, if you're getting into, uh, if you want to get into investment, investments of real estate, find a Facebook group, find a meetup group. There's, there's a lot of people out there that are, are willing to help you, that can support you and talk to them. You know, I, when I started, and even though I've been in real estate a long time, but when I started buying single family homes, it was a new asset class for me. Right? It's not the same as development. It's not the same as multifamily. It's not the same as a shopping center. It's a separate asset class. It has different rules and requirements and regulations. And, you know, there's little nuances that you don't necessarily know. So I found a group uh, of, of people who had already done single family homes. They had done them for a few years. And I started talking to them. And I started understanding the, the little nuances that are necessary to evaluate the house. Um, you know, I knew the repair, repair portion of it. I, it, from my construction background, I knew how to remodel it. I knew what it would cost to remodel it, but how do I evaluate what this house is worth? 
And so somebody helped me through it. And I tell you, I went through about 30 different evaluations before I bought that first house. So, yeah, I mean, that, that is a natural progression and, and each one requires a little bit more cash. Uh, but for those that are limited with their time and, and maybe don't have the experience or the the exposure to real estate, um, you know, I, I think passive investing is a really good way to uh, to get into the real estate world, too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, limited partnerships uh, or being a limited partner in a real estate um, uh, in a real estate deal is, is the way to go for people who have the cash, but don't necessarily have the time uh, to do the work to uh to evaluate the properties to actually run the properties and then of course with as a limited partner you'll get into much bigger deals right you're not buying a $300,000 house you're buying a $30 million multifamily property along with other investors uh but you know the the good the upside is that your your risk is limited to uh your investment uh but the upside could be great you know you can get 12 15 20% returns depending on the type of deal it is um, but you, you're going to have to start off with some cash there. Yeah, I think if you if you're coming in 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 the fifty thousand dollar range, the hundred thousand dollar range, and and you want to get started in real estate, I think it's a great way to learn more about the business um, and and utilize some partners to help you grow. No, yeah, I agree with you. Um, the the other thing with the limited partnerships is that it gives you a lot of tax advantages, um, and you know. That gets into a more advanced topic, uh, but you do get a lot of tax advantages. You get depreciation, uh, things like that. Um, you get wealth accumulation. You can get cash flow. Um, and uh, overall, it's, it's a very good deal uh, for somebody who wants to just invest and, you know, not give up their day job and not give up their own time. But, you know, if you want to build wealth and you don't have, but limited partnerships, you know, in, in, uh, in, uh, asset classes, different types of asset classes can be anywhere between fifty dollars to $100,000 minimum investment. So if you don't have that kind of money, there are ways to get there. But I think the best thing that people need to do is sit down and write out a plan. Write out a plan that, well, this is going to take me five years or this is going to take me 10 years. And then in 10 years, I'm going to start investing in limited partnerships and I'm going to get rid of all my houses. And you know, I don't necessarily want to be a landlord but you still have to have a plan put together. You have to you have to figure out where your cash is coming from. You have to figure out what you've done with your debt. So those are all really great points and and you know how to get started in real estate. But what are some of the qualities that you would think a real estate investor would uh, would have or would be good traits for them uh, to make them think that they'd be good real estate investors? So the number one quality for me. Uh, was to believe in myself, to believe that I can do it. Uh, the drive, you know, the drive that I really want to do this and I'm going to find a way to get this done. Now, that doesn't mean you get into bad deals because there's a lot of bad deals out there too. You still have to do your homework. But to me, it was drive, right? It was don't give up. Right. And I think that's incredibly important. And, and, you are very driven and and I think that lends itself to to really doing your due diligence but really being prepared and and real understanding you know don't just jump you know look before you leap and and I think uh being driven is is definitely probably the most important uh it it really is something that you have to be really focused on 
And now you mentioned, uh, uh, well, we, we both talked a little bit about due diligence, but, you know, uh, discipline, right? Um, be no, understand that if you've set up a formula, so I set up a formula of the deals that I wanted, how I wanted the deals to work when I was evaluating houses. ARV, the after repair value, my number was, my target was 80% because I was renting the houses and not flipping them. So 80% of the after repair value minus closing costs minus repair costs. If that number didn't work for me, I would walk away from the deal. And that's just as tough to do, right? You've put in hours and hours. You've, you've evaluated the property. And, and to walk away sometimes is a hard thing to do. It's a smart thing to do, and it's the right thing to do. But sometimes it's really difficult because sometimes you're, you're so driven that you just you can't wait to get to the finish line. And, but having that discipline, right, it, it makes you aware that, okay, this is this not going to be the quickest way to the finish line. Yeah. And, you know, to quote Warren Buffett, um, people are always worried about or they're concerned about making money, but nobody's concerned about don't lose money. So rule number one, as Buffett always says, don't lose money. Rule number two, never forget rule number one. I mean, that's great. I mean, you can't get any better than that. Um, for me, I think one, another good trait is, is, um, is having a great imagination. Uh, I, I think that it lends itself to to real estate and and seeing properties for for what they are and what they could be uh, for new developments. Uh, you know, standing out on a raw piece of land and 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 envisioning what this thing is going to look like. Um, and and also just being creative and imaginative on on how some of these deals come together. Uh, it, it's really uh, it takes a lot of uh, a lot of imagination sometimes. Yeah, you know. Um... There's so much that could be said about using your imagination to get a deal done. And again, good deals only, right? Don't try to never try to force a bad deal into a good into into shaping it into a good deal. Sometimes that happens, but most often if it's a bad deal, it's a bad deal, you know? Um, but for example, one of the things that, you know, where you can use your imagination if you're getting a good deal and buying a house and let's say you don't have the money. Well, you can partner up with somebody. Right, you could partner up with two people or three people. Sure, you won't make the cash returns that you were expecting by yourself, but it'll get you started. It'll get you going. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I, I like that, and and I think a lot of it does go back to what you said about making a plan for yourself. I know that that you and I, you know, we have a plan, and and sometimes it's hard to stick to that plan because sometimes we stumble on a deal that might be a good deal, but doesn't necessarily fit in our plan. And, and every now and then we both have to remind each other that, okay, you know, move along. It's a good deal, but it's not in our wheelhouse at the moment. And, and sticking to your plan is in, incredibly important. Yeah. I think you remind me more than I remind you because I'm just like, oh, this looks like a good deal. Let's get into shopping centers. And Robbie will be like, uh, no, 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 let's stick to our plan. Our plan is multifamily. We're going to stick to multifamily. Um, because you have to understand also, right, that each asset class has a different methodology, right? The way you buy a shopping center, the way you evaluate a, a shopping center, uh, the way you operate one, uh, it's buyers, it's sellers, it's financing, appraisers, everything is going to be different than single family homes, than uh, RV parks, then multifamily properties. Asset classes all have their own little methodologies and nuances. And, you know, once you 
kind of target one and you focus on one, then you stick to it and you learn everything you need to know about it. No, exactly. I agree with that 100%. And and doing the plan and and sticking to it, it it takes discipline and and but it does have it does pay rewards. Uh, this uh, this Yamasa, speaking of rewards, is a very rewarding smoke. Um, I'm I'm really uh, I'm really fond of this smoke. It's um, very consistent throughout. Um, it's got a nice amount of spice, and uh, I get just a hint of maybe coffee or or chocolate or and it's just a good solid smoke. I'm, I really enjoy that. Always have you enjoyed the Yamasa, and you don't. I don't smoke a lot of the pyramid shape. And I, I do like it, and I think it actually concentrates the flavor a little bit better in some cases. Yeah, no, the Yamasa is a wonderful cigar. You know, Davidoff, uh, Davidoff or Davidoff, however you want to call him. You know, I, I, I don't think I've had a bad Davidoff cigar. I've had some that are not as great as others, but uh, the Yamasa is definitely one of my favorite ones. You know, most most importantly, I think um, just what our uh, podcasts are all about is being passionate about real estate. I think you really have to be passionate. You really have to want to do it and and be driven and be disciplined. Make your plan and just be passionate about it all, and you'll find your niche. Yeah, the passion is very important because the passion is is what's going to keep you going even when things are not working out. And deals don't always work out. You know, there have been times when I bid on a property and somebody else outbid me and, you know, um, they paid way too much for it. And I'm looking at them going, I don't understand how they're going to make any money on this. Um, but people, this is passion going the wrong way. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is going, oh, my God, I'm just going to pay whatever I can for this property because I'm passionate about it. But then you're going to lose money on that property because uh, you're not going to be able to recover those costs. Uh, but there have been a lot of times when deals didn't work out for me. And, you know, if I didn't have that passion, I wouldn't be going back into it. So the passion is very important because, like I said, 30 houses, I evaluated 30 houses before I bought that first one. And if I didn't have that passion, I would have given up after the first 10. Well, today on the on the podcast, I mean, we touched on several topics that we've had previous podcasts about. If this is your first time joining us, Go back to albanyparkcapital.com, click on the other podcast. Um, we have more detail about some of the terms and some of the situations that we talked about. Uh, I hope you continue to, to be passionate about real estate and, and continue to grow your education. And um, for sure, go grab a Yamasa and enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, being with us today. And we hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, leave us some comments. Follow us on, on social media. Uh, we will be linking at the bottom of the YouTube uh, video uh, with, uh, regarding the cigar and some of the articles that we've written. You can also uh, visit us at www.albanyparkcapital.com. Hit the resources tab and we have a lot of articles there. Leave us some feedback. We, we would really love to hear from you on what you would like to hear uh, us talk about or maybe a cigar you'd like to see us smoke. Go find a great cigar and enjoy the evening. Yeah, and go make some money.